When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 772 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I got the boys in blue with me. Ben Funky Askren, James Dean Raider. I had to look down. I didn't know I had a blue shirt on. I'm surprised. Remember <laughs> during COVID, you wore the same ADCC or ACDC shirt like, you know, 12 days oh, in a row. Oh, man. You love that uh, shirt. Some days I still do that. It's okay. <laughs> Apparently, cause, because according to you, th- that's when we learned that you don't smell. You get no BO. We learned that you I said do that. Not have, I don't have BO. <laughs> I, JD, I don't have BO. <laughs> I have a weird... I, I get BO uh, only during like... T- times of like high stress like i'll just start to like immediately like smell like, you don't get bo kim jong-un doesn't poop that's all i'm saying like wow kim Jong-un doesn't poop really? that's what he says because he uses up all of his uh energy he's that efficient he doesn't need to yes i believe dennis from it's always sunny said that as well <laughs> she spelled listen I, I have a very regular poop schedule but sometimes like Go to oh youth boy. tournament, don't eat too much, work out hard at night or something. And I'm not pooping very much, you know, burning up all that energy. Like that's good because you don't want to do a lot of pooping at a, at a wrestling tournament. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the that's the worst way. The key is, is to find the bathroom nobody uh, knows about. Yeah, you got to know where all the yeah. secret stalls are. <laughs> Some people don't get it. Uh, okay, so top of the top of the show, these the RTCs I feel like find themselves in the crosshairs once a year or so and. Um, it's that time of year, you know? And well, if I read this right, Christian, this thing was, it feels as though when I read it, it's first introduced in 2019. Yes. And it's that they said they're going to push it down and then Corona happened and then another Corona happened. And then now it's here. <laughs> back to back Corona. Right? Something derailed it. Yeah. And then so, they decided Corona was over and now let's talk about RDCs. Now the rules the or the proposal seems to strictly limit uh, not every aspect of the RTCs, just the prospective student athletes training at the RTCs. Yes, which I think of the you know of the changes, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that huge of a deal. Although I also don't think it's that yeah. huge of a problem either. Um, I don't. I understand. See, so more broadly, I understand the added um, pressure, the added responsibility that's put put upon the college programs that have to not only support their program, their division one programs, but also an RTC on top of it and the added fundraising and everything that goes along with it. But this doesn't yeah. seem to get to the heart of that. Uh, this is just really just sort of limiting opportunities. But what I think it's actually going to do is just going to 
move the opportunities slightly off campus to pretty uh, similar approximations of the RTCs so would be my I guess. actually feel I actually feel like if it's not this easy, a lot of college coaches won't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, most of the RTC uh, programs can literally say, hey, we're having RTC practice. Anyone who meets this certain set of criteria, which is not, it's not that difficult to meet, can right. come up and do it if you're within a 250-mile radius, which is especially like on the East Coast, very large, right? You cover a gigantic population. Yeah. Um, and so, and if they have to go set up, I mean, essentially they'd have to set up kind of like a wrestling club off campus somewhere and then set practices and, and, and be NCAA compliant, I feel like that maybe will cross the threshold of what they really want to do for the most of them. Yeah. So I, I think that the programs that you would see do it are the ones that are already winning, already really successful, already ha- are, have the funds, right? I think that's what, what you would see. And the, this, I think it could create more of a disparity among. The, do you do you programs. actually think that you think like so? Okay, so Kale has M two already as his as their youth training club. Um, do you think Michigan would actually set up a youth youth and high school training facility to which meets compliance like off campus? You think they would do that? It's uh, a lot of work. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. Um, maybe maybe it's only some slight tweaks. I mean, does it have to be off campus? I mean, well. Well, this doesn't even pertain to senior level, though, right? So the senior level athletes seem to be unimpacted by this change. Um, yeah, so like you said, just for prospective student athletes. Right. So, yeah, so I guess your question is, would they have something like that for them? I mean, maybe, maybe, I bet it would be probably 10 or less programs would probably end up doing yeah. this, right? I mean, my, my argument to them, my, my argument to them, um, my argument to this would be that there, there's a club proliferation, right? We, we, we do clubs here in Wisconsin, AWA does, but it is getting more and more popular. And so the ability of kids, the ability of kids to go find good training situations, it's not really all that hard, right? Um, and then obviously with the RTC structure, there is, I, I believe, roughly a six-month window where they can't have prospective student athletes in there because it's it during the college season. Um, and so obviously those college coaches can't have contact with them during that period. And so obviously during that period, all of those kids are finding other clubs. Like those kids are, they're just not, not training for six months, you know? Um, and so I think it is a situation um, where it's just, it's almost strictly for recruiting and, and getting to know kids and getting to meet kids. And it is, I mean, who it's really beneficial for is the people on the East Coast because there's really good wrestling in New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, and there's a lot of colleges within 250 miles. Yes. Um, so USA Wrestling put a letter together. I guess the USOPC put a letter together to that they want to delay the vote, and they don't. They obviously do not want this to happen. And some of their points, I think, are are good. Some of them I don't quite understand. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think I think that you know they kind of they cite the 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 cessation of of all of these programs getting cut the the rate of that has decreased maybe to an extent but they sort of correlated the advent of RTCs with that which I don't think is related at all. There's actually. no correlation whatsoever. Um, I think that's just two things that coincidentally happened Have, around yes. a similar period of time, and yes. I don't. Um, and so, they, but they also cite that this is going to be really negative for for women's wrestling, 
So why did they think that? I guess I I wasn't really understanding exactly what the point was there. Because first, as far as perspective, I mean, I can tell you, I ran one for two years. As far as perspective student athletes go, we didn't. I mean, we didn't have a lot of females. It it was it was a couple that came up once in a while, but it was, you know, unfortunately, I wish my club could attract more females, but we have probably ninety five percent male, and the RTC practices were roughly ninety five percent male for prospective student athletes. Yeah. So I. When I'm looking at the, I you know obviously we don't want any impediments to women's wrestling growth. I just don't think that this is a strong proponent. The number they said there's 30 yeah. elite caliber women's wrestlers uh, training at seven D1 opportunities, but 13 of those are active senior levels. So, is that does that mean they're talking about 17? Well, and so hold on, Christian. If the if that college doesn't have a women's program, then how could that be a prospective student athlete? They don't even point. hold that sport. Yeah, that's make a great point. So they're not PSA. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, why would they not? If they do this, they should really carve it out so that the women can train wherever they want. Since there's only one, these guys, these these athletes aren't prospective student athletes at that point, right? They're not, yeah, they're not prospective student. Only, athletes. only, I guess, only Iowa would that apply to, right? Yeah, pretty much. And if you're going to Iowa, why would you? And you were a college age. Why wouldn't you be on the team? Well, you're your perspective, so you're in high school. Well, but but of who they're referring to, they're referring to residents of the RTCs that are college age. I believe is what they're saying there. Yes. Right. Yeah. So if they were college age, then they would actually be on the team. They're just and honestly, I I'm not really sure why. So I guess maybe just because some of the women don't want to go to school, but some of the women athletes who are college age but do not compete within the college system, um, you know, and train at an RTC or something. I'm not really sure why they make that decision. I, I haven't asked them those questions. Um, but the women's nationals is is freestyle, so it's not like they don't want to change styles or something. They just have, I think they made a decision where they want to train, and it's not at a college who supports a women's wrestling program. Yes. So I, um, as far as you're concerned, what do you think is the positive or negative impact for, for high school wrestlers if, if this is eliminated? Um, I want to, I mean, I want to say not a lot. I mean, you know, you're going to get some cool opportunities with some RT, this website, especially on the East coast. Cause one time, so I, I did this for AWA, right? And it doesn't really affect our, our business too much because uh, Wisconsin is Wisconsin or Washington, the only two RTCs within 250 miles that house uh, practices or whatever, right? So our, our athletes can take advantage of those sometimes. But if you're on the East Coast, you could literally, within 250 miles, you can go like nine different colleges. You know, you could be in the room with Jordan Burroughs. One day you could be in the room with the NYC RTC, right? You could go just to different places. So I would think it would have more impact on, on clubs out there. Um, so, but so kids in the Midwest, they need a regular club. If they want to be good, they need a regular club to train at. They can't be reliant on RTCs for that, that training. So um, I don't think it affects them very much. I think it does affect the college recruiting dynamic. Um, I, I would actually be curious to see some statistics if kids stay closer to home with this, right? Because the kid does go to the RTC, then they develop the relationship with the college coach. Are they more likely to go there then? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, where is it happening that, you know, so you want to look to the power programs first, right? Okay, because that that's the place where you would assume it would be most likely you're seeing yeah. this. And it's also, that's the big, the 
the coaches that are proponents of of limiting RTCs, it's whether it's set or not, it's to create some illusion of parity. Like that's sort of what they're trying to get. Yeah. But you look at Penn State, you look at Iowa, you look at Ohio State, um, Oklahoma State maybe is is one of the examples. But like who? Where is the pipeline from guys training a ton at the as high schoolers, prospective student athletes in the Nittany Lion, in the Hawkeye, in the Cowboy Room, yeah. and then going? I mean, there. I, the Oklahoma State, there is absolutely a pipeline there. Yeah, that would probably sure. be an yeah. example, right? Because they were probably. Training I'd be curious. There. I don't know, Christian. Do you know? Like, uh, so obviously, a lot of those Iowa guys. There's good clubs in Iowa, um, but a lot of those Iowa guys who are going to Iowa are they also hitting an RTC practice or two? I don't know. I mean, I feel like someone like Drake, I feel like he was pretty exclusively just training with doing the Seabolt thing. Um, yeah. And maybe on and I mean, occasion. So I, I just pretty don't think far it, away from Iowa City. Yeah, it's also not that close. I, I think there's maybe a little supplementation on occasion, but I, I don't think it's anyone's like – I don't know if there's an example of a, of a lot of high-level blue-chip athletes who use the RTC as like a yeah. primary training thing any, any more so than it was a, an occasional supplemental they would come in for a practice and then yeah. went to the school, right? I, yeah. I remember Could, like Pitt would have RTC practice. One time we were visiting Pitt and Luke Pletcher was there. This was when he was a high schooler. And it's like yeah. Luke Pletcher trained in the Pitt room all the time, but he, he didn't, yeah. you know, he went to Ohio State. Um, yeah, certainly. I'd be curious. Someone like Penn, Penn also, are they getting a lot of the local kids? Cause they, they, I see their stuff on Twitter and they, they put a huge amount of effort into, um, not just, I mean, they're, they're doing great on the senior level also, but they do a yeah. huge amount of effort into like outreach into the high school and youth ages. Jordan Burroughs is coaching. <clears throat> not yeah. even just. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I honestly, I don't, uh, I don't. I, don't, I, un- I understand why the coaches kids? want some limitations. I don't know that this is necessarily going to – I feel like it's yeah. you, you're just kind of moving moving this uh, around, but I feel like the things they're trying to stop are still going to happen, right? The, the... Yeah. Honestly, so I don't really feel strongly whether this happens or does not happen. I don't think it's a huge effect for, for anyone really. Um, and, I mean, the second thing I think – I actually was thinking when you sent me this, it would be some type of – thing of all rtcs just going away and i was thinking of rtcs like obviously for the senior level athletes the rtc system has been very impactful to america's freestyle success absolutely yeah. right but as far as colleges like i don't really think they they help out all colleges there's a couple of colleges it really helps right but uh, kind of across the board i think it probably is a hindrance and a pain in the ass and too much time spent on something that's not your college program yeah what do you have any examples um what do you mean well what which well, kind of programs what type, when is it a distraction when is it not worth it well what a, lot, the- a lot of um a lot of colleges i mean they have right so there there's the ones that have serious rtcs penn michigan um penn state obviously right there, there's a few they have like a decent amount of senior level athletes there they have senior level athlete practices and they're doing their thing you know but for the high majority it's like a way for essentially a way for that college to get another coach or two in the room right yeah. or and, and or maybe a good senior level workout partner who's got some maturity and some wisdom and can have a positive effect on the athletes on their college team that's what it is and so you know, I kind of as I was reading through this document, uh, a lot of the statements that applied in this thing could apply to that too. Like, because essentially what this a lot of document was saying is that 
the college coaches are spending so much time on people who are not their student athletes, right? right? Not that they're spending more time doing other things. And I thought that kind of that wording had the same application to the other part of the RTC as well. Yeah. And my, my thought on that is don't do it. Right. Is that is that an oversimplification just to say, listen, you don't have to have an RTC. You don't have to fundraise for yeah. senior level athletes. You can pour all your focus into the division, your division one program. And I don't yeah. know what I don't know what is lost. If that's if that's the direction you choose, right. then that's the direction you choose. But if it's worth it, if it's worth it to you to to have senior level athletes trained there, then it's then it's worth it for you to do it. But don't no, there's no gun to anyone's head here. Right. Yeah, I think I think it is. Um, yeah, I think I, but I think it's a factor of like, right, this is this is human emotion right here. Keeping up with the Joneses, they're doing this. I keep up with them, and then when and college high school recruits, they're also gullible, right? And their parents all gullible. They have no idea what's going on for ninety four percent of them or so. And so you know, to get negative, all these college coaches negative recruit too. So if you don't do it, you know, and then they they go to another program, they'll say, yeah, they don't even have an RTC. Why would you go there? Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Like, so then I, I think the college coaches all feel as though they have to do it. There's a few who are like, I'm not doing it. And actually, I think that's kind of cool when they say, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. Um, but the majority of them feel as though like they have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure they do have to, but I mean, be, because you look at some of the quote RTCs and there's like, who are the athletes at these? Yeah, a lot of them just have two, maybe. have an RTC, but there's not actually athletes that really are seriously training there. Correct. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I don't, I personally don't want to see uh, changes to RTCs. Personally, I don't think, I don't think it's helpful. I understand yeah. that. I but I'm I'm not, um, put, putting my head in the sand that it it's a huge burden for some of these programs if they choose to take it on. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't hate it. If it was like, I mean, so why is it? There's certain RTCs that are real serious RTCs and they're producing a lot of senior level athletes and it's created great opportunities for senior level athletes. Um, if, you know, if we went, if we all saw the United States said, Hey, we like what this is. Cause essentially this is what's happening, right? This is the argument on the other side. We love what this is doing for our senior level athletes. It's keeping more of them around. It's making us more competitive. It's doing really positive things, right? That that would be majority of people's arguments for not doing away with the RTCs, which I agree with fully. So if instead of, I think they said it was like, what, 54 current RTCs or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. If we took those and shrunk it to five or something to that effect, you know, and then, you know, kind of place them in certain locations. Now this would be where people say like, well, Penn State gets one that's gonna really help them, yeah. Yeah, it kind of is, you know, or Michigan is going to help them. Yeah, it is. But that would probably be more productive even for for senior level athletes than current, you know, give them a handful of places they can train at and then, you know, kind of work together on the funding of those programs. Yeah. Well, like the Pennsylvania RTC is like a shared RTC between Drexel and Penn. Um, yes. Maybe a so, sort of a, a smaller model of, of what you're describing. Um, yeah, exactly. But the, but the bottom line is like for a Penn State, if you're worried about the – the imbalance of power there, man. If you think this is going to do anything to slow that train yeah. for for Penn State, yeah, you're, you're kind of delusional in my opinion. Actually, this doesn't really affect Penn State. I I don't think nearly as much because um, 
I think they're kind of, I think, isn't state college kind of in the middle of nowhere? So 250 miles actually doesn't get them nearly as far as like if you're like in Philadelphia. Oh, um, no, Philadelphia, it's a, it's you can get lot. all the damn Long Island and you can go all the way down to like Virginia. Like you can go a really long ways from Philadelphia. I mean, I think 250 miles gets it close to the entire state uh, for, okay. for a radius. Um, I think they, yeah. I think it, they almost get, they make it to Ohio even. So they have, most of the state okay. in, uh, so it's it's pretty big it's central pennsylvania so if you're in the center of pennsylvania the radius center. is going to be it is actually dead it looks like dead in the center of pennsylvania yeah let's see how far state how far do you think K- it is from that's state why college kale to put Philly. It, that's why kale put uh penn state there because <laughs> for the radius what the a genius that's, it was smart it is 200 miles from state oh, college look at, look at this radius Philly. Look at this radius. Whoa! For, well, hold on. Sorry. sorry, I'm on another tab. Give me this one. This goes second. all the way to Canada. He's Look recruiting the Canadians. He's, he's <laughs> Jesus. He what gets, the? Uh, he's darn near to Michigan. He is in Michigan. Wow. Toronto. He's got the Crazy. Shenandoah Valley Valley's in there. That's probably a big part of it. <laughs> Hotbed. Want to recruit some of those bison? So yeah, yes, that's sir. a lot. Yeah. Wow. So like versus if you're Arizona State, 250 miles, yeah. they get you like no hot beds, only Valiant Prep. That's it. Yeah, look, he's about to do it again. He's about to do it for Arizona State. Whoops. Is he uh, really? He, look, he's he... he's working. Tyler's working OT on this radius. Um, Seriously, uh, this radius project. Yeah. So, so uh, I I I honestly I don't feel like it's that huge of a deal one way or the other way. Yeah, I I don't see huge a huge change happening here now i is this the beginning of the beginning are they just the taking little hacks at the rtcs until there's until there's nothing left i mean I wait what the heck what? is this true uh kennedy monday released his top four transfer destinations penn state arizona state michigan and Rutgers. that oh. is true okay wow and if he if, if he's transferred why did he just retire last year because he definitely did not wrestle last year uh yeah he definitely did not i thought he was done and going into mma you get excited yeah, i don't know i don't know but he's uh i guess he's back for one more year i don't know if maybe he's two maybe two i maybe i don't know two. but although i don't uh, understand how his clock stopped this year like how does this year that just happened not count for him was he not enrolled doesn't matter. That's what I don't understand. It doesn't matter at Division One level. You can't you just could, stop your clock whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, you can't just stop it if without a. It's not like he he used a red shirt his fresh true freshman year. I recall. Um, yeah, he was actually down at one forty nine, and he was so big it didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I don't know where he's where he's gonna go. He sure doesn't stop even if you graduate. I, I don't think I don't, a clock once it starts so. it doesn't stop unless you take like yes. an Olympic or take a. Uh, I'm pretty yes. sure it does because what's his name literally went into the army for multiple years. I think if you okay, army back. military would be one way. Military yeah. stops it. Yeah, was he in the yes. army? Yes, he Who was went in the army? <laughs> well, that uh, Wolf guy, Ryan Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was <laughs> he was like 27. Oh, this from year. Purdue, from Purdue, that kid. Yeah, he was in Navy, and then uh, he became a SEAL. Vince Turk, famously. He was, but well, his clock didn't stop, did it? I think it it must have. Oh, okay, weird. Yeah, so maybe the military or I don't know if LDS missions are uh, 
how they work either. <laughs> I think what? What's funny? I just read down the doc. We got another AJ Ferrari situation. Oh yeah. We Mus do? Muscav got Ferrari'd. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this one was bad. There's there grab and twist. On this oh one. yeah! Stop! stop. <laughs> I'm serious. It was it was a triple leg takedown. This and the goat AJ still got, got it done. Still AJ ticked. Got mad at me. <laughs> Who got mad? AJ, don't you remember he went? He raged on Twitter after this. Yeah. After said, the the younger incident, which I mean, listen, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It was hilarious. Uh. So yeah. <laughs> you just don't know thigh pry technique, Ben. Um, he, we should, yeah, we should pull this, um, pu no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> 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 so how, if you don't know, Euros happened, uh, is happening. Haji Aliyev wrestled, uh, Ismail Musakayev. Musakayev is the most famous gasser. He's the goat. He is, uh, a legendary international wrestler anyone that watches international wrestling this guy is like appointment viewing because he's so good he's so incredible his movement is insane but he gets so tired and finds the most so hilarious tired. ways to get out of things so he's wrestling Haji Aliyev an Olympic silver medalist Olympic bronze medalist world champion and he's kind hey, of taking... so small on my screen can we get it higher or bigger no, no. This, this is normal okay. what are you I mean, talking about just however this is the normal size um, is this, is, uh, right now? this is just oh, the first takedown of Lace. I don't know what where'd Ben's actually looking oh. at. It's right oh, on the screen. Go. I'm watching the zoom. Okay, so he takes him down, takes him for a Lace. So it's like Musakayev getting off to a hot start is not um, uncommon. It's yeah, it's, it's what normal. happens in the second period. Like he was up 9-0 on Yanni and Yanni teched him. He didn't yeah. tech him. He uh, he made him quit. Oh, he cautioned yeah. him out. It was, even, him out. it was even more embarrassing. And so... You know that there's going to be some antics in any Musakayev match, right? Yes. And what, uh -huh. what ends up happening is when we were watching this live, Look, this like, is all antics on Haji. This is this is a Haji antics situation, but we were thinking, okay, <laughs> this is classic Musakayev uh, faking something. He's faked many injuries, many of them too. Alleged. His, any to his nether. So he gives up this takedown oh, here. Wait, what happened? Okay, oh. so we're watching this, and we're like, Hold on, man. Right, here we go again with Musakayev. He's he's faking another injury. Look at Haji acting like he Haji, didn't grab and, and twist. Haji, and then we 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 run the tapes. We run the tapes, and um, this man Haji Re Aliyev, rewind Tyler, and we're gonna give yeah. Me a, oh, give see, me he even said he was pulling. <laughs> so you can see the left Wait, hand. Hold on, Christian, of Haji. Pause it. Okay, pause, pause it. it. Pause it. You guys have seen the old dick twist, right? That video. Yeah, grab his dick and twist. <laughs> I haven't seen this. Uh, oh my God! You can go watch it on YouTube. It's I'm funny. not gonna Google that. So, <laughs> you actually, it. it's pretty funny. Yeah, Chris, I'll just tell you. It's a guy. He's essentially at an MMA, MMA fight, and he's yelling, "Grab it and twist it." He yelled that. Yes. yes. Is that like some like oh, local wow. MMA? The coach. Thing. The coach yelled it. No, just a no, fan. Some guy. A fan. Oh, but okay. so serious too. Like he's. It doesn't look like he's joking. All right. Well, in this, this is very serious in the in the Euro finals, and so upon closer examination, the the left hand of uh, of Haji Aliyev is implicated here, and he it looked okay. like a really good like uh, head wheel like a Hunter Steber style finish, and then we we look at the left hand and the grimace on on Musakai's face. Look at oh, that. The, look at look, that left. There's he's got the twig and Yeah, he's got the twig. He's, he's got everything. Yeah. 
It's all it's all there. And um honestly, Musakaev's <laughs> hurting. And the thing is this is good evidence for for Musakaev because now we know what he actually looks like when he's truly hurt. Tyler, Tyler, keep letting the video play. Cuz Musik Musakaev <sighs> Let's you know exactly what yeah, happened. There's there's no ambiguity on Ismail's part. He is uh, he is gonna oh give it to you. So now the the refs talk about it right so here. Look, 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 he's like he pulled. <laughs> yeah, he gave the. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what Haji. Why are you acting like you didn't do that? The ref is giving it to him. So we're watching this during lunch. And we have no idea what actually happened. We're like, what is what's going on here? And then Musakayev gets a point. We're like, wait, wait, wait. What, what is going on? Did, Look at him lying there. Bust out the Look cold spray you, for these nuts. This guy's like, I can't believe the things I've seen. Oh, now they're. This is. Oh, now they're shaking his legs out. This, this is classic. This you get is, in the nuts technique, though. Th this is helping nothing. And this is just probably, feeding my paranoia nuts, about... You got to bounce him around a little bit. No, Chris, he probably grabbed his nuts, not his schlong. That would, that would oh hurt way gosh. worse if someone... I think, no, I think he got it all. He got it all. Um, oh, my stomach hurts from laughing. And, and you know, Musa <laughs> Sorry Kai, if you're just watching this on Apple. Go, switch over to Spotify and you can, you can watch. Look how, look how sad he is. You know what the thing is? It's, it's with... With Musakai, if you know he's going to milk this injury for all it's worth, he's going to take the maximum of time. It's like a three, four minute break here. Mac, like he can't. This guy's hurting. Oh, but well, then. I would, not, I would not shake a man's hand after that. They slapped hands. I said, no, man. You just grabbed my nuts and squeezed them hard. You yeah. are not a good person. We are not slapping hands. He He's shaking plenty at that point. You know, it's, it's, no, we're, we're past the we're point. We're not shaking of... hands. You but squeeze Musakai my nuts. We don't shake hands. If you fast forward What's... to 734, Tyler, you can see him. <laughs> Finish this in amazing fashion. Oh god! Yeah. Um, so Musakayev ends up getting the tech here. Um, My stomach hurts. Watch this. Watch this. Kaboom! No. <laughs> kind of like a Metzger almost finish after Haji looks for the inside trip and twelve one in Hungary. So great performance by Musakayev, overcoming oh everything. Gosh. He doesn't even look that tired. We know he That's is a legend. Well, he got he got a nut break for like four minutes. That's true. He finds oh, a man. way. Uh, we got to go back to like just the last fifteen Musakai matches and how much injury time he's taken. Like time elapsed. I, I want to know. Uh, oh man, I'm, my stomach hurts right now, Christian. That was that was one of the best segments we've ever done in our whole life. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the last time we laughed this hard was the was the younger AJ uh, situation. Um, and that was just a cup, and that wasn't a, that wasn't a grab and twist. Yeah. No, that was that was a little. It was a little. You know, he had, the, he had there a little tug there. It wasn't nearly as bad. That one was way worse. <laughs> Man, that is yeah. just not a, a a temptation I've I've really ever felt. Um, I mean, in the AJ situation, I don't really see how it helped. In that situation, he got the takedown. It really helped. So it definitely <laughs> helped. It was, uh, yeah. That yeah, that's a classic. Good. Perfect practice makes perfect situation because that. You don't just drill the head position. Everything was pristine on the finish. There was no resistance. Um, so yeah, that's definitely. It's tough to. Um, it's tough to beat that. Um, that moment. But Muskayev wins. He looks like a potential world champion. We'll see. The people's champ. Absolutely. People's champion. People's champ. He's definitely that. It's it's um it's gonna it was it's weird to not have Russia at Euros. That is uh yeah, that is a weird, little strange. Right? Although Musakayev is and Russian. Belarus maybe. Belarus, yes. 
They are not welcome. What's Belarus's problem? They're what allies. They They're basically Russia also. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Sorry if that's okay. not politically like the exact terminology, know, but yeah. basically they're I, I, they're closely aligned with uh, okay. Putin. Fair. All right. Uh, oh, and we've so, got also Euro Eurovision. We've got Chimizo versus Salkazanov final at seventy four. Big Salk. Salk's uh, remind remind the people of Salkazanov's greatest hits. Uh, he's which, the, which country is he from? He is Slovakia. I, mean, I, I know believe, you're. I know but, you're Russian, yeah, but he's Russian. Transfer. He's the guy who went crazy a year ago at I'm trying to remember what tournament it was. It might have been Euros a year or two ago and beat Chimizo. Well, crazy for? Uh, yeah, which is why he's ranked ahead of Chimizo. He's currently number four in the world. Chimizo number five. Yeah. So we'll get that match and we'll get to see we haven't seen a lot of um Chimizo. He hasn't wrestled since the Olympics, is that right? Correct. I mean, he's that wrestled right. matches to make it to the final here, but um, Mitchich will turn around and competed really quickly. As, well, uh, Anamine, that's crazy. Anamine, to wow. to if you just compete here, you qualify your country to be eligible at the World Championships. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought everyone could go to World. You, it's I don't know, it's something or another. Like what? I thought the World was an open tournament. You somehow like have to be someone from your country or something has to be like present at Continental or something like that. What? I forget the exact process. Yes, it's a thing. Salkazanov really? at at Euros beat Zamalov, Kinchadze, and Chimizo. Oh. That's a wild. I run. feel, man, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, Christian. My You're still thinking about grabbing twist. My yeah. face hurts. My face hurts from the old it's dick killing twist. Killing me. <laughs> hey. And, so also just memory lane with Sal Kazanov. He lost. So he went to the. He did not qualify for the Olympics when we thought he would. Okay. And who did he yeah. lose to? Kadi Magomedov, yes. the man, uh, who the would, legend, who would beat Dake. So had he just had Sal Kazanov just beaten Kadi Magomedov, who knows? We could be talking about Kyle Dake, great Olympic champion. Although there's this guy in Russia named Sidikov that would probably had something to say about it. Hopefully we get that match. He defeated Cutting. He defeated now. Now we have to set that match because who knows when they'll let Russia back in? Yeah, we gotta set it up. Are we allowed to do that? Uh, Yes, I I allow. So you might you might get canceled. JD cleared it. Oh wow, that that would be devastating. (laughs) Okay, where to next? Talk a little Euros. Mm. Evan Wick. We've got a clip. Croatia. There we go. I love it. Croatian Evan Wick. All right, let's play this clip here. If I if I were to go to World Team Trials, it'd be at seventy four kg. But okay. you may see me here. My mom gets her citizenship. I may be wrestling for Croatia here pretty soon. So. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like pretty soon. What what does that mean? Probably next next year. Dang. Okay. So also in this clip with Bader, um, he. He said that he thought the score was tied between he and Griffith. He didn't realize he was winning. And so as a result yeah. of the tie, they did the classic thing that we always say happens. Everyone just assumes the last 20 seconds no one's going to wrestle and we'll just we'll just save it for overtime. A, a gentleman's a gentleman's agreement to not yes. shoot or try anything. And then Shane shot and took the um 
kind of doubled off and finished, and he thought it was tied at that point. And then he realized after the match that he was winning with riding time, and uh, he said it was very uh, sad. Yeah, very sad. <laughs> yeah. And he said he's just been replaying that sequence in his head over and over and over again. Mm, dang well. Which is crazy, but it's also one of those things like – are very very relatable that like all these guys they have all these matches and all this awareness and knowledge and even still like you can have these kind of mental quick mental lapses that can cost you and like keeping your head in those moments how hard is it okay good wrestlers um can answer this but like with you never wrestled with the new current freestyle rules ben um well you sort of did but um yeah because because even uh um He's boy starting 2006, I believe it was criteria. If in you know, it was, if it was zero zero, you went to the the ball grab or whatever. But other than that, if it was two two, it was criteria. Yeah, um, yeah, right. There was criteria. So how how tough is it or to like keep? I don't all that think it's very in? hard. Yeah, because I can do it I, when I I'm never, watching it, but I'm not like you know in a match, right? Yeah, I think no, I don't think it's that hard. I mean. I do have a 147 IQ, so maybe that's why. Oh, but... my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go with the 147 but, IQ. No, I never, I never thought it was very challenging keeping score and, and understanding who's in the lead, who's winning, and that stuff. Okay. D3, there's a locking hands call that I keep getting tagged in. Have you seen this, Ben? Uh, I, you know what? I got tagged in a whole bunch and I have not clicked on it. So <laughs> let's click. Let's do this together, Christian. Let's cross this threshold. Do this thing and give us give our opinion on it. There's appeals in pro- progress. Uh, I guess it cost a, uh, it was wow. a big match at D3s. Um, does Tyler have the video? So link? how could they appeal it now? After, I mean, listen. after the fact. I mean, to, to the – so this, there was a locked hands call, and then they wiped it after a review, Ben. Um, so we they put call- this on a large screen, guys? Uh, it doesn't get any uh, – it doesn't get much bigger. It's yeah. also in the, the call doc. The was locked hands. The match ends. The official video review the call, declare no locked hands, take the points back, and send the match to overtime. Okay, we need to watch more than. I feel. Oh man, that's. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of close because obviously this yeah. this clip is being played in slow motion. Yes. I I so, don't honestly. I <laughs> maybe I'll. It could nuts. definitely. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe. It's definitely not some, like, I mean, my gosh. Ian Miller and Brian Realbuto happened. Like, what, hey, compare, hey, don't, don't bring my boy Brian Realbuto up. Well, he, he, I mean, I'm not bringing him into, I mean, he just, he lost that match. He's doing he great. Him. I saw him in NCAAs. He's slanging so much meat. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Start to call him Haji. <laughs> no, he's got a, uh, that, that's the, the, the industry they're in. Uh, the meat. Yeah, Philly cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteaks, ground beef. You want it? Twist and Twist family. They're not in the grab and twist business. As far as I know, they're not. <laughs> yeah. I think he's got a wife, so I don't think there's any grabbing and twisting. So what is the uh So does Haji. The thing about oh my gosh. <laughs> we may not get back on this locked hands call. i I don't think it's some huge controversy. I think it's a really close call either way. I don't think it's a clear locked yes. hands or a clear not locked hands. And uh I would lean towards locked hands, but I want, I would like to watch it in real time. That was a, that clip was slow motion. So um, in real time, it may feel differently because 
the the knee obviously is is still on the map, but it's in the process of coming up as the hands are being locked. So it's likely would be a locked hands call. But then you also, yeah, I don't know. I see it as being really close. It is interesting that an appeal is going through. Yeah, that it that it got to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, think about. I mean, <laughs> also think about that that California Bo Mantanota. Uh, state finals, like you think about those kind of calls where they wipe a reversal completely and re- let the whole thing play out. It's like, I, I just can't get that fired. That was probably worse. One. So, this is probably yeah. not the answer you wanted, uh, Joe Katungo. Uh, Joe Katungo, what's our name? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't get that fired up about this one. I think it's probably fine. It is. Um, so they went back and overturned it. Mm hmm. That, that that is interesting as well that they went back and looked at that and said that is conclusive evidence that yeah it should be overturned yeah I don't know that I would agree with that yeah if it was locked together than that that probably would have left it agreed okay we got we have voicemails voicemails are back see I, sometimes people complain that the voicemail box is full but I guess that was one time I I, <laughs> I, heard, I heard about uh, it after too. Uh, so, but, but it's empty. So we got questions, voicemails. Do you, which one do you want to pull in first, JD? Let's start. Let's do, uh, Daniel from Stanford. Daniel from Stanford. I liked his. Hey, what's up guys? This is Daniel calling from Stanford, California, home of two-time NCAA finalist, one-time champ Shane Griffith. I have an interesting FRL clip I'd like to share with you. Thank you so Let's get the taser out. <laughs> yes, you're yes, yes. If Y. Henderson finishes lower than 14, I will get tased. Henderson could did not make it to the blood round, so Ben, you gotta pay up, buddy. It's time to get tased. Oh my gosh! Wait, who? Oh, Henderson. Henderson. Yes. Damn it all! <laughs> I gotta get tased. Oh shit! Oh man, my word! I'll get tased. I we gotta tase him. Son of a. <laughs> Wow. Oh, Wyatt Hendrickson, you're a great American hero. Why did you let me down like this? Oh, it's just show business, Ben. Well, now, hey, you invoke the show business clause. Now you have to get tased in the name of show business. That's show business, baby. Oh, wow. That would be ideal. Daniel from Stanford got the receipts that we didn't even think about. How do we not bring oh. all the, all your tased talk, Ben? You try to act like I get tased. There's nothing as conclusive as that. And Wyatt Hendrickson, oh, man. he was outside the top 14. Egg Wyatt all over Henderson. your face. What are you doing? <laughs> Why Henderson, you need to come to Wisconsin. I'm going to teach you how not to get knocked out before the blood round this summer. I'll help okay. you, brother. Uh, we like your aggressiveness. You're the most exciting wrestler in Division Wrestling right now. Wow. But you did cause me to get tased. So, I, listen, I'm not going to, like, why, I'm not going to buy my own taser and tase myself. So, if we are in the same place and you guys remember to bring your taser, I'll take it. I'll take it. I said I was going to do it. I'm a man of my word. I will take it. Do you think James E. has a taser? <laughs> Big Second Amendment guy, but does he have a taser? He's got a lot of other he weapons. He's got that. You're not welcome to tase me. It's Christian or JD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Keith, Keith, the blasphemer, who said we didn't say things that we clearly said. It's documented on the internet for all time. Uh, Although, hey, we should talk about how Shane just didn't show up to t- take his medicine today. Oh, yeah. Shane, Shane with the double duck. He hit, the, duck. He, he hit the super duck last week. Now this is just a, a standard duck under elbow control, but he's ducking us. Uh, but he says yeah. he's going to be back next week, and he's uh, got a lot to talk about, so we'll see. Um, 
Yeah, Damn it. I got to get tased. This sucks. Whose hair How would be more adversely affected by a tase, yours or Shane's? Because yours it's probably not gonna. It's probably not gonna hurt as bad. It's probably one of those things where, like, you know, kids build up how bad their the shot in their arms would be. It doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, that's why I just I should not be uh, B I T C H. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I'm not saying it, so the word. I'm not, I'm not cussing now. And yeah. uh, I'll just, just, just hey, just surprise me, JD. Just, just speak <laughs> up ah! and just, just zap me in the back. There, there are many. There's a range of voltage for yeah. tasers. There's like we don't have to, we don't have to do the high different tasers. Yes. Sir. Yeah, they they made more than one, as it as it turns out. No, I I actually I you know what I have not thought about the how the tasers actually work, Christian. I just figured it was like, hey, here's a taser, use it, bzz, get them. That's all I thought. I didn't so think the, like there's like a double taser or a triple taser or whatever. Well, what are the ones that like you know on cops they shoot at the guy? It's like it shoots out and mm-hmm. digs well, that's the skin. They have prongs. Yeah, it, those are. Isn't that what they all do? No, it's some of them are, ones. Some of them are like they're just like a handheld, almost look like an electric razor, and you. And it's like oh, there's like a, a electric beam, and I'm more, more familiar with those. Yeah, you're oh. more familiar with those. Yes, that okay. sounds easy. I don't want to get things stuck in me, so let's. Yeah, in any well, way, you know, shape, or fashion, they have so <laughs> shoot the electric. They have some great tasers for kids, you know, just uh, you know, kids what? out of line, you just get get a good t- kid taste. Yeah. I know Just one kidding. time someone bet me I would my dog. We had an electric collar for my dog in the yard, you know. Mm-hmm. Someone bet me I wouldn't. I wouldn't walk across. I did that. That was that didn't hurt that bad. What a man! Have you ever touched <laughs> an electric fence? Yes, I have. I don't. Th- I don't think I have. I don't think I have. They're not bad. They're not bad. Kind of fun. Mm. <laughs> Dang <laughs> it! Freaking Wyatt Hendrickson, let's go oh, already. D- Daniel from Stanford, what an MVP. Thank you so much. Because oh, we, you know, man. you know, you do four and a half hours a week. It's like it's hard to remember all the stuff that that is. Yep, said. That might have been watch party. Actually, I don't even know. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think it was. Yeah, he I said it was, it was from FRL. Okay, but I'm saying I add the watch party into all the. Oh yeah, the chaos. It basically all yep. meshes together. Yeah. Okie doke. Well, great one. It's gonna be hard to top Daniel from Stanford. He gets the MVP question asker award for the day which is that's the first time that awards existed uh any others uh there's one other one yeah we can get to let's let's play it yo guys what's up uh first time caller long time listener isn't that like how we're supposed to identify ourselves yeah got a question as many people i've been watching a ton of highlights and videos on youtube host uh championships David Carr stated after he lost his third-round match that Aaron Brooks came to his room that night, they prayed together, and he said he got his mind right to head into the next round after a loss. Forget the praying part. doesn't matter here nor there. Is it normal that people from other teams would come in the middle of a tournament to console a friend um, who could potentially be an opponent? I just thought that was really uh, weird. You know, maybe you'd get that consolation after a tournament. But he said he was literally in his hotel room that night. They were talking about praying together. And I just thought that was really strange. Just uh, any thoughts would be greatly appreciated. Later. Cool. I I actually think, um, I, I, I one, I don't think this happens a lot probably a lot but i do think more and more these guys are friends they've been friends for a while and a lot of these guys yes. they have relationships with guys on other teams they've been wrestling at tournaments together so there's uh, there's relationships outside of and it's not like he was going to wrestle a penn state guy or anything like that after he lost so yeah. 
I think the, you know, Aaron in particular, like Aaron was Gable's roommate all through the Olympics. Like they're, they're close friends or not teammates or anything like that. Um, so I, I really didn't think anything of that, although I won't pretend that it's something that is like super common. Yeah, I mean, I I obviously help all the guys that train with us maintain their friendships. You know, say like Parker and Keegan are have always been really close, and I think they maintain that. I know I saw after the Big Twelve Finals, Parker whooped up on Jeremiah Kent, and I know Keegan was you know gave him a high five or whatever, which obviously becomes kind of weird, right? Because it's your like good friend versus your current teammate type of thing. Um, I don't think yeah, you should be doing I, that. What's up? <laughs> I don't know if you should be doing that. I don't think you high five a guy after he beats your teammates, but it's like maybe yeah. I mean maybe just keep it on the low a little bit. Like, hey man, nice nice job. I think it was like a, I I mean he didn't come out to the field. It was like in the it was as as he was walking back type of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope they all maintain their friendships. Um, and obviously, just because you're on the same college team, I mean, I had a really close college team and we kind of all got along. But I know that's not the case with everyone. So if you have someone you grew up with and you're close friends with them, um, to like you know, pick your current college teammate who may not get along with over them. Yeah, obviously you shouldn't be going and rubbing anyone's face, but you don't want to lose those friendships. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had a question about Michael Beard. I guess it, it's Rich Martin just asking if Michael Beard will transfer. I don't is know. Should he? What did you say? Is it a voicemail or is it a regular question? Just, just uh, This was just an email. Well, oh, so my- how many more years does does – Dean just have one more year. Dean has one more year. I think it's unlikely Michael Beard transfers then. Yeah, because I, I sort of agree. One, unless Penn State has a good Christian, track record of keeping guys around that are yeah. on the bench. But one of the indications you came to the conclusion of is that you think Aaron Brooks would move up, and if that would be the case, then he would never have a starting spot again. So then maybe he should. Well, I kind of thought he would at some point, but now I don't know. How much bigger is Aaron going to get? I don't think he's moving up. I mean, that's just the feeling I get, but you never know, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe he stays at 84 long term. And Carter then, actually kind of looks bigger for his weight class, I feel like, than Aaron looks for his. Uh, Yeah, I, th- I don't think I would disagree with that. I feel like someone like Parker looks like, and Trent Hydley, they look as big, if not bigger, than Aaron. Yes, I agree. Parker's a big boy. Yes. Okay, so good question. I I honestly don't see it. Look at the track record they have with keeping quality depth there. If a lot of them are happy at the school, they're getting better at wrestling, and they're they're they fight for their opportunity to start. And when their time comes, they you know they try to make the most of it. I mean, you've got Kale and company have a, a great trump card with like, hey, listen, Kasar stuck around, and he. He found a way yep. in, and it worked out for him. And that can be you. Like, you just got to believe. And then you can be, like, the Jesse Whitmer or the Anthony Kassar, like, one-year starter, and you can do it. Uh, similar with Rashid. Rashid was in and out of the lineup, and they brought Mark Hall out of red shirt uh, one of his years, and yep. it worked out okay. So I, I, I don't see him leaving. Yes, I would be shocked if he leaves. Me, me too. Hunter McCord, where does DeSanto fit on all-time best to never win? I don't put him there. Although, if you look at his wins, you know, he's beaten Nick Soriano. He's beaten 
uh, Roman Bravo Young, beaten Stevan. He's beaten a lot of really good guys. But for the best to never win, I think about guys that we thought were going to win and didn't. And I can't think of a year we thought DeSanto was was the favorite to win. Yes. I feel so, the same way. So I don't I don't he's certainly a good, you know, he's a three time, four time all American pin how you you slice it up. But I I don't really put him there. I don't think like, you know who's gonna make the conversation? But I kinda well, hope he doesn't. No, he's you know, not. He's Dayton? gonna win. Who? Dayton fix. If he goes two four twos, uh, that would be the lowest ever. He would go. He score. would get to go. He would have to go five twos. Oh, he would go five twos. He has. But if, if, so at four twos, assuming um, he takes all five years, which he said he will. Yeah, right now, because the lowest cumulative score. So what we're talking about is your adding all your placements from NCAs together right now is currently ten, right, or is it eleven? Wait, one more time. If you add their NCAA finishes together, right? So, um, like Sam Hayeswinkle is 11. Three, 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 two. Mm-hmm. That equals 11. Yes. Um, I believe, who is it? Uh, McMullen, maybe, is 10? Yeah, his is super low. And I, I think I maybe, there, is there one nine or no? What'd you say about nine? Is, is there one of them that has a nine? So, two, 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 three. Would be three second places. One third place would be nine. Is there anyone that's there? I don't it, know. I'm almost I think, positive Nomad did an article about this. He maybe never published it. He called it Golf Score by well, four times. It was right Americans. there. Was it? Well, there's one that said Golf Score, and it was in draft mode. Yeah, there you go, that one. It's probably next to all the – this person named head coach at Pitt. We had, like, five of those in draft mode in, like, 2016. Golf Score 4, Golf huh? Score 5, 6. Oh, this is including champions. Champions. Mm. Never mind. We'll have to look into it. Okay. All right, so I think I think McMullen would be at ten. I know McMullen's at ten. I think that might be the lowest. Yeah, I would say like Hayes, um, Brian Snyder, those are the, those are some of the best. Yeah, come to my top top of the top of my head. Even McMullen, like I don't know if he was ever a favorite to win. Like him getting third as a freshman was a was a pretty big surprise for Shock, a seed. Yeah. And then he was really he was elite and he beat. The thing is, he did beat the best of the best, right? He beat Tony yep. Nelson. He beat Bobby Telford. He beat uh, – I think he might have beaten Adam Kuhn. I know Adam Kuhn beat him in the, like, famous yeah. scramble. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, another one that's – on uh, to me, who would be way more likely to go on this list than Austin Santo would be Miles Amin. So he's like, what, four, four, yeah. uh, three, two. But mm-hmm. – he also, it, right? He also has an Olympic bronze medal during that run, not after, yeah. but while he was in that thing, um, and a lot of other impressive wins as well. So that's like someone for me who would be more likely to go on the list than DeSanto. Caldwell is a guy who comes up a lot. Tyler, yep. Tom he had, Tyler. Uh, was he was four, and then three his twos, whole thing was he only had four, like, three, two, two. he only he lost only to lost, legends. Yeah, he lost to like Dake, Burroughs, yeah. Howe. Taylor, Taylor, I think were like his yeah. NCAA losses. Abbas with yeah. six two two two. That's pretty good. Rough. Dwight Henson from Iowa State went something like four two three two or something like that. All right. So, yeah. question from Matt Jansen: The pinnacle of wrestling is an Olympic gold medal, but there's only been one undefeated four-time NCAA champion ever. What do you think is a more impressive accomplishment, and why? 
Well, impre- I don't, uh, impressive. Those things are not the same, right? Yeah. Impressive accomplishment and being the best aren't the same because, um, you know, one thing, and one thing we're looking at a pinnacle, a, a peak of <clears throat> performance um, in a singular, likely in a singular day. Um, so like say a Henry Cejudo would be probably a better example than Kale, um, where he really peaked super high on one day um, versus uh, a longevity thing, which to go four years and never lose a match, it means you have no off days. Like you have to be up for four years straight. Um, Kale obviously did them both. So I, I think they're kind of different categories and both are super impressive. Yeah, I, I think, well, the, we will definitely see more Olympic champions than we will see four-time undefeated D1 Absolutely. champions. Um, and the fact that it never happened previously and hasn't happened since, Yanni is just going to be <clears> – <throat> he's going to be so dang close. He is like yeah. one errant shot against Jaden Ironman away from – Assuming he yep. goes undefeated. Um, which I will assume which, that. Uh, of course, yeah, he, it's, he it's may not. It's probably more likely than not. Yeah. Hey, Joe Caprino in the chat brings up a good what if – does Dayton have an asterisk if he goes two 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 one? What do you mean? He goes four, four twos, twos four his twos. first four attempts, and then is a national champion. Yeah, that nah, would be interesting. I'll still count him as an NCAA champ. Well, of course you still count him, but like you have five cracks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Th- yeah, that's honestly the crazy thing is it's not. A, you didn't even win it in your first four either. It'll be crazy because you know it's going to be Roman and him next year, in my opinion, right? Uh, Yep, and so it as crazy as that sounds, it's very possible that that's what happens, and then Roman graduates, and then he wins it all. Because who's going to beat him after Roman's gone? I don't think there's anyone. Nobody. There's no one really in his his strata. Yeah, I don't think so. That I oh my of. goodness! I just clicked on. Um, this has got to be. I this has got to be the only time ever. Uh, I clicked on your article. Uh, all Americans by graduating class and big board position. Yes. You guys have graduating all Americans in this class graduated in 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. You have seven different years of high school graduating class. All yep. reached all American. <laughs> that could never be done again, ever. For the love, please no. Please no, gotta, never. Gotta stop. Ben, you, you, wow. you, will, you will like that article. I know you like that stuff. Yeah, stats and stuff. You like reading. A lot of decent amount of uh, all Americans who weren't top 100. There was what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 that were never top 100 recruits. One of those was Younger Bastida, who obviously was not eligible. I so. mean, you guys should have, you know, you guys should have saw the light and ranked him <laughs> even if he was international. Yeah, start ranking Cubans. I also, I wasn't sure exactly what year he graduated high school. Or what uh, that scenario was. So he did not get a graduating class either. Dang, this article is awesome. Thank you. Who wrote it? Yeah. Yours truly? Uh, wow. JD, you know how to do all this fancy, uh, these are like, uh, what, what are these chart type things where you're you're showing tables. their Tables. Um, <laughs> what are the, Tables. Tables. I don't do tables, tables in my line of work. I'm what are these tables? They're so tables. fancy. Thank you. Yeah, wow. you can, everyone can find this article on flowwrestling.org. Yep. So is Deacon the highest um, big board? So he is. Uh, Max Dean's pretty high too. So Max Dean was seventy-four in the big board. Deacon was ninety-seven on the big board uh, in their graduating classes. Deans love to be obscure big board people and then just win NCAs. 
One of our favorite moves. Uh, all other favorite. finalists were in the top 12, though. That's pretty wild. Yeah. All other, no, all other champs, you mean? Yes. Sorry. Not finalists. Yes, champs. Yeah. Because, like, Kijan Clark not was, was unranked. Uh, yeah, Quincy Monday, 40. And then most of them are pretty high, though. Miles Mean was 46. Yeah, most of the other ones are relatively high. All other finalists besides Kizan were on the big board. It's heavyweight is interesting because you have, and it's almost one of those things like, are we overranking heavyweight? But you have essentially four heavyweights who are in the top three in the big board. Um, and you have a weight class like 197, where the highest one is number seven on the big board. Yeah. Heavyweights pan out. Um, yeah, well, there's, no, probably... there's only eight All Americans at every weight in college, no matter what. So they're all going to. You know they're all going to have it only have a top eight. So um, another question. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> a, a guy who's that high on the big board, maybe in, in alternate years, you know that if there say there, let's just say there's four of them who are in the top two, there's four in the top three here, they can't all place that high because there's four of them. Where another weight class, obviously they could. Right. You see what I'm saying? I'm with you. No. I actually don't, but you catch my drift, Christian. I'm Can you explain it? it since I'm not effectively explaining it? No. Can you explain it, explain it to me like I'm five. Yeah. Explain it. If if the big okay, the big board position is a ranking of, of which any weight class oh, wait, is, correct. right? And so um essentially you're trying to look at how they're going to finish during their college careers. Well, if if all the highly ranked ones are in the same weight class, then by definition, some of them uh, can't yes. finish all that high, right? Whereas another weight class. Um, they're going to have a lot of high finishes, uh, despite maybe not being ranked as high on the big board. We feel that. Okay. All right. Question. If Aaron Brooks wins all four, who gets all bumped off the top five all-time Penn State team? And this where is would easy. Sit? This is easy, Christian. Okay. Want an easy answer here? Yeah. You don't do a top five anymore, dummies. You do a top six because none of them need to get bumped. Boom. Okay, all right, well, does he go in front of any of the top five is the question that you're trying to I, avoid. I, I'm a, I avoided it perfectly. We, <laughs> have, the, we have ranked, we have, we have dedicated a whole show to ranking those five guys. We have discussed many other shows, their order, and then how certain people may go in or out of it. Do we need to do it again? No, I'm just, do you think he would pass a, a null for a nickel? You did the old Shane Sparks making a Mount Rushmore, but he yeah. just added one extra yeah. person. <laughs> every, every time someone else good yes. comes along, we put it. Now we have what a second person Mount Rushmore. That's what we do. It's just like why you don't need to argue teammates against each other. Um, yeah, I feel like at this point, from man, it's hard because as far as a winning perspective, yes, he's he's equivalent uh, or above some of those guys. But from a, a butt kicking perspective, I don't think he is right now. No, as far as like what I think of him as a folk as a folkstyle wrestler, I think those five are higher. Yeah, uh, he's got too I'm, many close matches. Yeah, if he becomes more of a dominator, that'll be a it'll be more. But but his the last two years, you would expect that to increase at least somewhat. Except all of those other guys were very high bonus points very early on. Maybe maybe not their freshman years, but by their oh, sophomore years, no, they were they were all they were kicking necks in as freshmen. Nolf, not Zane, not Nolf, not Zane. Except Zane. the one, and I except think Zane. Nickel maybe had a little lower bonus percentage also as a freshman, and then really cranked it up as a sophomore. He he was 
being alive. Let me look. I will, I will give you the answer. Nolf was pretty or Nolf was insane as a fr- yeah. freshman for sure. He pinned Imar. No. So okay, so Bo Bo as a red shirt went forty one percent, then sixty five percent the following year, then seventy seven, seventy four, and then ninety as a senior. So Bo definitely climbed the rungs as he got yeah. older. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whereas let me see what let me see how Aaron Brooks compares to that that um, graphic. Although Aaron's already older, so Brooks Russell. Sorry, I'm typing. I'm talking as I'm typing. All right, Aaron Brooks Russell stats. So he goes. Yeah, so I mean, he's kind. Of, he's actually sixty six percent as a I don't even know what gray shirt or something. Then fifty seven percent as a second year gray shirt. Then forty three, fifty, sixty three. So he has not taken that large step up um, that some of these other guys did. Yes. Ben, right. before we sign off, one more thing. I think article I just wrote you might find interesting. Sweet. There, there's a uh, chance uh, you could make the case that Cal Poly North Carolina are better at the transfer game than Penn State. And I have the data to prove it. Wow. Okay, show me. Where is it? Is it in our I don't see it in here. Tyler, you can uh pull up pull up the pull, article. Pull the I'll documents in. Please. But at this year's NCAA Championships, if you look at the how many points teams scored with transfers minus how many points were scored by guys who left and transferred elsewhere, Penn State is fifth. Because deep dive into how transfers for the NCAA championships. Huh. Interesting. Because a one Nick Soriano left and scored twenty three points for Michigan. Interesting. Huh. But very wow. soon Penn State will Eight be points on the scored by just former wrestlers. Wow. Delta transfer point is that so? Huh. I I don't I I can't give this answer live, but it's like is that the right way to think about it? Would be, um, hmm. do you think that's the right way to think about this question, Christian? What if who the does JD the transfer best? He's biased. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I gave all the data. I'm just saying that this is one way to look at it. Yeah. I would not yeah. make that case. I, I, I would. Agree. I think Penn State probably does play the transfer game the best. But I think if, it should be taken into consideration at least. Yeah, I mean, because obviously if you already have good – because, like, say, if you already have really good guys in spots, you're not going to need to get well, transferred. guess what? They really so needed like, a 25 Penn, this year. Yeah, I would say True. I would say it's not the per, it's not perfect because you're just looking at NCAA team points, right? And Drew Hildebrandt gave them tremendous benefit through the year of having yeah. him. I mean, he without him, they don't win the Iowa duel, right? He majored yeah. Jesse Barra. That doesn't but happen. So, oh yeah, Christian. The other thing too is like, if you already have successful guys on your team, like you're not going to need someone to transfer if you're at Penn State if you're 74, 84, 97 heavyweight, right? You're not going to get a well, transfer in because you, you would have said that. But then they brought in Max, Max Dean over uh, a guy that was a that freshman All American. Uh, they brought in Greg Kerfleet over Seth Nevels, who was like number one sure. uh, for okay. a period yeah, of time. So right. they will. They will. They will bring in the guys. Yeah, and I guess they maybe sent, they will. They sent Cornell all the way to the bottom of this list. Wow. Oh, Cornell had minus Max Dean's points. Yep, and nobody transferring in really to the IP. Delta. Oh, negative. Oh, man. oh, Northwestern got brutalized too. Sebastian. Man, and so you wonder though. I mean, part of this you wonder like, okay, so for Northwestern, 
they did a great we i mean we all agree that they did a great job coaching the guys up that they have Heck yeah and so is you know um we almost think with northwestern is it are there extraneous factors which led to those transfers like um you know sebastian just wanted to go home to new jersey and it had nothing to do with his feelings towards the northwestern coaching staff or maybe the school is really hard and they don't have the graduate degree that the athlete which wanted, i say right? are in this there... article there are many reasons for an athlete just to transfer not yeah, just yeah. the team fit Sometimes the guys graduate and they are like, I really want to get this degree and this school does not offer it. I I need to go somewhere else for my last year or two. Think about this. If Northwestern gets uh, Sebastian's points, they're third. What about Mitch's points too? Ah! Well, that's – they're still third. He probably did not score Tal Shahar by that much. Um, Yeah, Tal Shahar scored one point, so – if you add 19.5 to their 57.5. Meach scored four and a half. Um, yeah, they pass, They would beat Iowa. They would be behind and Arizona State. Dang. How crazy is that? Don't tell Coach Storney a lot, even though I'm sure he's probably yeah. crunched that number and raged through something. Because, dang it, Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Anyway, yeah. we're getting out of here. Good, because I got peace so bad. I was almost at the I'm going to get tacos. Out. It's time for us Tacos, to go. Tacos, lucky son of a gun. Come on. It could be you, but you're playing, Ben. Start AWA. You can retire from media and just, just hang out with the boys and eat tacos. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. I'll Thank you guys you so guys much tomorrow. for tuning in. See you, Ben. See you, JD. Even though we're going to the same <laughs> place, we're going to see you everywhere, actually. Can't avoid this guy. Uh, Thank you guys so much. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. Thank you. Goodbye.